a Starfinder talk show thing where it's similar to last week, how it was me, uh, me, Nick, AJ, and Derp all sat down and talked about the uh, upcoming Pathfinder remake stuff. Uh, it's same exact thing. Now it's Starfinder. So it would be me, Gary, and uh, Arcadis, who, uh, similar to last week, we don't have anyone to run the show itself. Howdy. So, so this time it's his turn to get up and run over there. I mean, I could sit behind it if, and just like be a disembodied voice in the distance, but I think that's a bit more awkward than anything. So <laughs> Not as fun. Yeah. Um, I get to exist on camera. Wow, all three of us are just very strong color-coded. <laughs> <laughs> we got our themes. We're the Rangers. <laughs> I debated on wearing red, but I'm like, nah, nah. Um, so Hold on, give, give Gary the green fella oh, so he go. matches. It's only appropriate. He's in the green seat. He's got the green dice. He's got the, the green, green gremlin. Shirt. All right, we can start the show now. All right. We're good. <laughs> Everything lines up. So um, two days ago, kind of surprising to me, they... Uh, announced the Starfinder uh, playtest that came out. Starfinder field test is what they're calling it. Um, and this is the kind of look ahead at the second edition Starfinder that was also announced that same day, um, which is different from the Starfinder enhanced version that's coming out in a couple of months here. Uh, we, I'll get into that in a little bit here. But... So they, they announced that same day, they announced that the Starfinder 2nd Edition is coming out, and they announced, they released this, like, 14, 15-page long uh, little pamphlet that has upcoming rule changes, uh, but its main focus is on the soldier class and the rebuild of it and the how they're transitioning from the modern Starfinder system into what will become 2nd Edition. So with that said... Uh, we can jump into it just so everybody knows where we are at vis-a-vis -vis Starfinder. Uh, <laughs> Gary and I play it, obviously. Uh, I, IGM, we, we run it. Uh, I know a lot of the rules uh, from Starfinder. Uh, what about you, Gary? Uh, you guys have more or less seen me play Starfinder every single time I played it. So uh, I got a little experience in it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah, I think the most experience I have besides running secrets is uh, I got bored one night and was like, there's a weird four-armed alien bug dude that's just like basically just a gorilla but a bug. <laughs> I'm going to make a 40k Ogryn, but in Starfinder, and he has four pists to just kind of punch you with. <laughs> He's just a punchy boy. So we have got very different levels of <laughs> expertise in Starfinder. Um, but cool, so on... The first thing I want to talk about, which is the major thing that is the major thing is the soldier, but the other major piece of news that came out that is kind of the more exciting for uh, Pathfinder fans and Starfinder fans, kind of from what I've been seeing, is they are sunsetting the old Starfinder system and transitioning it into the more modern five or uh, not five E uh, Pathfinder Second Edition remaster that's coming out later. Is that is that coming out this this year? Right? Remaster I think is October November. I'd have to double check for exact dates, but it's it's this year is the core book that has okay. the first eight classes, and then Monster and GM Core come out after that, and then Player Core Two is next like summer sometime for the other eight classes okay yeah because the 
what they, what they lay out in here is that the second edition Starfinder will be using the second edition remaster of Pathfinder 2E. It's a lot of terms that we have to be throwing out here. But the um, the key thing, that's that's kind of one of the key things, is, is that they are no longer using the Starfinder system that we have and is they are not... Um, instead of changing it or adapting it to a more modern kind of unique take on it, 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 it seems that they're just kind of scrapping it and moving on to second edition. Yeah, so it's, from what I've seen of it, essentially Starfinder second edition is going to be, I mean, they said fully compatible with Pathfinder second edition. So that means three action system, that whole thing, and uh, mixing fully Pathfinder and Starfinder and making it, um, you could play, you could play a game of Pathfinder and then back to back play a game of Starfinder. Which, I don't know, how do you, what do you guys feel about that? I mean, I get why they're going that route rather than completely remaking Starfinder again like they did with Pathfinder 1st Edition to 2nd Edition because they put a lot of work and balance into 2nd Edition and they already have it like to a point where they want it so it's easier for them to convert into that and yeah. just have this be another setting in that system with maybe some optional rules like i mean starfinder has the stamina rule set that is basically core to its health system yeah which is an optional rule set in 2e for pathfinder oh. so you can literally have the same health system as you have in starfinder in pathfinder 2e already yep so i think it's the way that they built second edition is really behind the whole take the best parts of starfinder put it in here and now they're gonna do more of that yeah uh, yeah, the, there's a, there's a sense of very, dis, if, I don't know, to me it reads as they are like really distancing themselves from the former and are just kind of moving on to like, we have created this system <laughs> and we really like the systems we're going to utilize it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think ultimately, um, Starfinder isn't as big or isn't as popular as Pathfinder second edition. Um, and, uh, I'm glad that, you know, they're kind of going with the Starfinder enhanced edition la uh, later this year. I think that's pretty exciting. I've grown to enjoy playing Starfinder first edition. Uh, but you know, if you're sitting on it for a little bit, I think that ultimately from a game standpoint and a business standpoint, it makes a lot of sense moving Starfinder 2nd Edition and making it more like Pathfinder 2nd Edition. Because, um, I mean, you know, Pathfinder 2nd Edition has a very healthy audience and people really enjoy that system. Um, yeah. And I think that uh, to get more people interested in playing Starfinder, making it fully compatible with Pathfinder, that just makes a whole lot of sense. Yeah, it um, it's just to me, <laughs> to me, it makes me sad. <laughs> like to be hundred percent honest, it makes me sad because when I was reading it, the first like the first thing you see are like I uh, is second uh, Starfinder Second Edition is going to be hundred percent compatible with Pathfinder Second Edition. The final sentence of like the first paragraph is. Be sure to pick up Pathfinder Player Core and Pathfinder GM Core, both of which are essential reads to get you started on your direction we're going with on our new edition. And to me, it it feels 
it makes me sad again <laughs> because it it just feels like they are turning um, Starfinder into Pathfinder DLC. Like this feels the equivalent of like a D and D five E module book that it's becoming, and that's me being very pessimistic and uh, and like frank, like I know that, <laughs> and I I'm positive that the designers know exactly what they're doing because they have released almost exclusively bangers out of both of both of these uh, these systems, but I for a, a Starfinder second edition, I guess I had thought more, I had hoped more for. Uh, an evolution of the system that's currently there rather than a kind of scrapping of it and moving on for lack of a better term. There is an upside to that though, because like with them going in the more DLC route, if you like Pathfinder and you already have the Pathfinder books, it's not a D and D five E module. You don't need to buy four other books that have all of these sub contents in them. It's just, Here's your core rules. This is all you need to play. If you want to run the game, here's a GM book to help you run the game. And then Starfinder is just a content book, which all of the content books like Secrets of Magics and uh, Dark Archives are just, you want to use this stuff? It's available in Archives and Ethos. Here you go. You don't even need to buy it if you don't want to. Yeah, that's true. I think that's true. I, I think I, I was also right there with you, Corey, as far as feeling like a little weird about the the direction that Starfinder Second Edition is going. Uh, I played Starfinder well before I played anything Pathfinder. Uh, we had both agreed that it was a pretty pretty like a good transition from playing exclusively D and D fifth edition yeah. into playing times, yeah. yeah. And uh, I think that's just very true. Um uh, we briefly considered showing you just like one character build of Pathfinder First Edition, uh, but we were pretty sure that would make you actively quit the the entire like organization. <laughs> it is Pathfinder First Edition is scary. Yeah, yeah. Is, I don't know how else to say it. Le- it is absolutely terrifying. Sir, when I look at that how stealth. are you level four and you have a plus fifty four to stealth? I'm a goblin. <laughs> Goblins are invisible, from what I understand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the gods do not see goblins, hence the state they are in. Fifty, good lord! It, that's not even a jo- that's not even like a joke number. I think legitimately, Derp built a goblin at like level two that had a plus fifty two to stealth. He, I, was, he was just gone. This that's so so big numbers. <laughs> you have to do so much excessive math. Yep. That said, back in the Starfighter's test though. I am noticing while I'm reading through it, and I'm praying to God that this is this is how it's going to stay, is that I am not seeing anything about setting a DC by doing one and a half times a something <laughs> yes. plus ten. Look, if, I, if I never have to do a multiplication of one and a half again, I'd be so happy. Look, if I see if I look at another Starfinder thing like while we're running Seegers, and I need to just check how something works, and I see another one D three, I'm gonna lose it. There's a, <laughs> so many D threes. How do you make? I want to see the man that made this dice and where your triangle is at. <laughs> what has happened? Because I have a D four in front of me, and I don't. Don't know what you're doing. It, it's just it like <laughs> it's uh, there's for for Valia's character and uh, chips chips especially so much of it is like it, it it's it's always one and a half times their either DC or their like uh, some random stat when or it's when like 
plus ten, and it's never it's never consistently like just that. It's always also like plus ten or some of it's plus fifteen or some of it's plus twenty. So I can never remember which numbers I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, okay, you know that makes sense, Jaded Tempest. But I like I like the factor of like a D three not being a D six and it's just a weird like conceptually impossible dice. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a humble man. I recognize that math is not my strong suit. So when you start breaking out some algebraic equations into how to calculate a DC, you st- I, my eyes start to gloss over a little bit. I I just googled one time what are like because like for like Pathfinder I think has it and I know Five E has it where they just have like a kind of a table of mm-hmm. like if you're this level this is the general DC of like an average roll. So you can kind of base it off of that. Starfinder does not have that. <laughs> Starfinder does not have that. To be fair, they have do math and then you can figure it out on your own. To be own. fair, the the Pathfinder first edition table not accurate because it's it's built to be like a normal person. Yeah. And then you play it, um, and then everyone has like a fifty three in their stat at level two, and just like, well, this table's useless. Throw it out. I'm just gonna make up a number. You gotta hit like eighty three. I don't know. Starfinder has made me even more appreciative of everyone who works at NASA because <laughs> because rocket science is something I could never do. <laughs> We're removing the actual rocket science part of Starfinder with 2E. So the other thing that they that they did, and they've kind of only they, they only say it in a sentence and then they don't bring it up again, is they say this uh, for the field test, they say this class is the first of six classes that we're going to be releasing with a Starfinder playtest rulebook. There are seven in the court rulebook, so one mm. of these classes is getting uh, is getting removed. Now, and I bring this up because Jaded Tempest just said that they play an envoy. My thought originally was that envoy is going to be getting removed because one of the major points in this is now that it has Pathfinder three. Oh, uh, for two dollars for two questions, what was the most broken Starfinder build you know, and what's the most broken Pathfinder build you know? Ooh. Uh, Starfinder, I'm not sure because I haven't looked up a lot of builds. I mean, I know so many broken Pathfinder yeah. first edition builds. It's insane. It's I, really hard to make a 2E broken, though. Like a Pathfinder second edition character, it's very yeah. tightly numbered, so you can't really break it. I'm trying to think. For- I mean, from personal experience, uh, I know that. Just a Solarian in general. I mean, <laughs> Aster is a combat beast. If you see yeah. Ticket Between the Stars, I, I was rewatching just recently, and we were looking at that first or that second episode combat. I killed three out of the four people in a span of like a round and a half. Yeah. If if you and this also speaks to me growing as a GM, <laughs> being like, I need to know to be like to be throwing heavier because I built that with like. I kind of did the rough math of everyone's character sheet. I was like, okay, this should be fine. And then you start throwing out, like, I do I do 26 to hit. And I'm like, we're level three. What are you talking about? Legitimate, my, my Aster ba- isn't, like, level three. Aren't you dealing, like, a D10 plus 17 or something? So so the dice is is a 1D6 and then Easy, plus, plus double digits. Awesome. <laughs> Great. There were several times where Corey told me, you don't have to roll. You kill this guy. <laughs> you just do enough. You do his health in your damage modifier. There was a couple times where you just like brutally kill a guy like first swing. And I was like, this is not narratively fun. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if, if you keep, if this guy keeps standing, like, like if you just immediately wipe him, then I'm like, there's no show anymore. There, there's a place for like power scaling encounters where like you like st- the strange aeons with a couple of cultists in the back end. They just kind of mm-hmm. walked up and were like punch well that dude's unconscious now he's 
just a guy and yeah. you're now level three. Yeah. But every encounter being that is kind of like, mm, this isn't really fun. Yeah. The season two will definitely have stronger fellas. In well, it. We ended it with it with Aster taking two sniper shots in the head. Spoilers. Just to show you how strong these characters are in Starfighter. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the other part I'm excited for in second edition is the better balancing of it. Um, so I guess my answer for most broken Starfinder build is the Solarian class, period. <laughs> uh, and it, it will be getting a retool soon, and I'm excited to see that. You know, I mean, something that I find interesting when transitioning over to the three-action system is that uh, a lot of the Solarian abilities using your attunement points, uh, like a Stellar Rush, which you can get at, like, level three, that allows you to do a charge which is normally takes like a full action. So that's literally your entire turn. It lets you do it as a standard action. So oh. I could do a, I could do a charge with none of the penalties and end it with an attack. Or if I'm attuned or fully attuned, do a bull rush at yeah. the end of it as well. So, so that's going to be interesting to see how that transitions over into the three actions. I have yeah. two concepts on that, but one to answer say Fox's question, um, any cleric, Literally the strongest class in the first edition, by far, no question. Uh, just any cleric, uh, pun pun, infinite stat generation that is permanent, uh, or uh, what was it? There was a, a druid build that you could do that you were essentially completely immortal, no matter, you could die, but you immediately reincarnated at where you were at with full hit points and spell slots. Uh, and you just constantly cast uh, Nature's Vengeance where you were standing, so everything around you in a 500-foot radius was dead. No matter how many times they killed you, you just they would eventually die to AoE. It was great. Uh, but uh, with the Solar Rush thing, I can see that going two ways. I can see that either being like just simplified down to essentially sudden charge, where you can spend two actions to move twice, or get like a modus to move speed and move and hit. Or I could see them doing it as like a one, two, or three action thing, where one action, get a burst of move speed, like plus 10 to movement speed. Two actions, do a move and strike with some bonus move speed. Or three actions, do all that, and then when you hit them, also roll an athletics check to, because Bull Rush doesn't exist anymore, yeah. shove. Yeah, it would just be shove. That, the, I, I'm... I'm curious on if they'll just kind of reflavor a lot of these uh, these full actions that we have for Solarian. Mm -hmm. uh, what I'm guessing is if you might need to. I wonder if they'll have it that you have to like use use an action to use a, uh, to use an attunement point. To I imagine those things. it'll probably end up kind of similar to like monks that focus on using key points because everything's now focus points. Yeah. So they'll probably be really focus point heavy, like Marshall or. They can do oh, ranged attacks, they can't they? Just, yeah, they might just have. Uh, yeah, like they have the option to be a ranged Solarian. They don't have yeah, to be. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I would, I would imagine that that's kind of similar. It's going to be along the lines of like a key strike and key rush focused monk that's using like monastic weaponry, so that like they can use their key strike with their yeah, weapon from ranged, or they can get the bonus move speed for key rush by just burning a tomb point, rush in. Well, funny that you say that is that they introduced a new kind of weapon within this. We're skipping ahead a bit, but <laughs> well, it's fine. 
there's a thing in here now called, and this might have been in the original, I just never saw it, entirely possible. It's called a roto laser. <laughs> and what it is, is it is like us. It, it says at the end, it straddles the line between being a full area suppression weapon and a tactical rifle. Uh, which and this is in the uh -huh. martial ranged weapons. So they now have several martial ranged weapons where they are just literally guns that are so big that they act as clubs as well. Like the <laughs> the, the stellar I mean, cannon <laughs> is that essentially. If, if you haven't seen, like, go get download the playtest. It's completely free. Yeah. Open it to like the third page and just look at the weapon the iconic is holding in the sketch art because he's terrifying and that gun is as large as his upper body. So <laughs> great pivot, by the way, now, because what we can talk about is this soldier, the, the, the soldier class. While I know I just spent like 10, 15 minutes just dogging on it a bit here. Um, that is really like my, my biggest disappointment with it is just that I, I feel like there was wasted potential for a, for a retooling of a system instead of just kind of using what we already have. That said, I'm still excited because Pathfinder 2E is a, is, is a great system. And I think the three action system is a way better way to be handling combat and actions than the like standard move and swift action. Because if, if you've played Starfinder, you've probably used your swift action three times in your entire time playing the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you, you never have a reason to use swift actions unless you're dropping. Um, so that said, the soldier now is a... Uh, so anyway, my point, my point of this was... I'm, re I'm reversing here. The point of this was, was while I am disappointed, I am still incredibly excited for this new Starfinder because it is very exciting. And just this peek at the new soldier is way is like it is way 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 better than the current soldier we have because one of my other critiques of the original of starfinder first edition is that it feels like a fantasy first system that just has some sci-fi flavoring in it this soldier rebuild feels way more like a sci-fi character that you can play yeah. uh rather than just a guy who, like a sci-fi thing with fantasy aspects yeah it's like they've properly inverted you're, you're not playing just like a pathfinder 2e gunslinger who picked up a zark rifle that exactly. they just found yeah it's like he doesn't just have the halo armor on anymore yeah. now it is like now we now we know the halo armor okay <laughs> so um the the one of the big changes with with the soldier is uh, he now, it's a constitution-based class. It was a strength originally. So this, uh, which is very funny that both of the new things that are coming out are now constitution-based Kineticist and now the soldiers. Yes. But the, I have, admittedly, I have not looked at the modern kineticist much. Last time we looked at it was in that original stream like a year ago almost to the day. Everything I've heard about it is just, it's, ranges from these specific types are very powerful and these other ones I just don't look at because they're not that exciting. They're still good. But they're just not exciting as fireman explode in nuke when he die and then he not die. Which is exactly when we play another game, when we start another show and I'm, if I'm on another show like that, then I'm going to be a Kinesis. We'll get you to level 18 just so you can be a walking so can, nuclear bomb. I can be, I can be Aster. <laughs> so, um, the the big thing with this soldier is the um, the constitution b being the main the main stat absolutely makes sense because now what it is is imagine we just gave a soldier just the warhammer armor because yeah. now it is just in this huge armor and its whole thing is it is constantly encouraging you to go in and just mess things up yeah. like just go in do a ton of damage and have a ton of things get hit at you um, they literally have an like their base 
kit has a thing called walking armory, where instead of for armor having a strength requirement, yep. you use your constitution score for the strength requirement. Because <laughs> you can stomach it yeah. so well <laughs> that you're able to do it. Um, another small thing to point out, uh, tying in back into, like, this is the more pivot into second edition, is if you look at the bottom here, uh, if, you, if you're following along at home, um, <laughs> if you look at the bottom when you're creating your character, they no longer have themes when you create a character. Uh, which is, again, a little sad to me. I understand why we're moving past it, but uh, it is now Ancestry and Background, just like 2nd Edition yeah. is. Mm. I mean, uh, themes were basically just 2nd Edition backgrounds. I kind of think that's where the background idea came from. Because yeah. in 1st Edition Pathfinder, it was just like, whatever your character background is, is a plus one or plus two to a stat. Yep. And that's essentially what it is now, is you are trained in X skill and you get X feet. Do backgrounds level up with you in second edition? Backgrounds just, like, you get all your benefits at the start. Okay. Because that was the thing in Starfinder was your background was leveling up with you. Because yeah. it was, or your theme was. Your theme, uh, like, they had, like, ace pilot, bureaucrat, space pirate, xeno seeker. And it was, like, first, first, sixth, twelfth, and eighteenth, I want to say. I could be wrong. Um, those, when you would level up, you would get another background or another theme level with that as yeah. well. And it would give you yeah. more bonuses. Yeah. I think I, I really enjoyed, uh, but I, and I am sad to see go. You'll still kind of have that though, because while your background won't change, now your ancestry levels up with you instead. I so see. you still kind of have that, but with a different aspect of your character. Yeah, that makes sense. So it, it is, it is, the themes are no longer with us, but instead we have ancestries and background, which work completely fine. Uh, so I, and I agree with all four games here. They, they like the, the theme scaling a little bit more than background. Yeah. Uh, because like it, because the, the themes also added a fun level to it. That was also helpful, helpful for newer players. Cause like I said, like an ace pilot, everybody knows what an ace pilot is. So it's like, if you want to just be like the ship's pilot, yeah, you get that and you know yeah. exactly what it is. I but, could see them like, I could see that being a fun thing to homebrew is like, expand the backgrounds a bit so that when you get an ancestry level up you get like an extra feature yeah and that wouldn't be hard to balance around because you just kind of you easy way that immediately comes to my mind just off the top of my head whatever the base skill is that you get from your background when you hit level you know ancestry i think is five you get your second one uh yeah i think so i think it's one five uh but whenever you get your second ancestry thing you just that skill that you get becomes expert and you get a skill feat from that skill option so like if you if your background gives you expert in or trained in nature you would get expert in nature and then you get a free nature skill feat and that's a really yeah, just, just a super good. easy way to yeah. do it i guess i think with how they're saying it you still the 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 character sheets will still be different from this and yeah. it, it, it'll work different where you uh your class levels up with you of well, obviously, uh, yeah. but it's you get like class points instead of skill points. And so instead of trained, it's like you're skilled in things and you're it's either you're skilled or you're not, which is very, very, very 5E. Uh, yeah, it's it. it's like the you get your proficiency bonus or you don't. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. So um, I don't know how that would work with with that system, but I would be cool if something like that did come out. Uh, so big class features of the soldier once again. Yeah. Uh, a really neat new uh, condition. Yeah, the suppressing fire. Yeah, yeah. I, was just, I was just reading. That's that really nice. That's what su that is what every ranged character wants to be able to do. 
it is the new condition is called suppressed, which is you have been affected by a high volume of incoming fire or a particularly dangerous attack that forces you to act less efficient for your own safety. You take a minus one circumstance penalty on attack rolls and a minus five foot status penalty to your speed. Uh, minus five foot status. Uh, so the soldier can, as I think it's just as, as an action, can do suppressing fire. Uh, and the, the key, and we'll get into this in a little bit here, is you have to have an area fire or an auto fire action, which are uh, conditions that a weapon can have. Um, again, we'll get into that in a second. Uh, creatures that in the affected area who fail to save against your attack become suppressed. Uh, a suppressed target takes a minus one circumstance, yada, 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 like I just said. Yeah, so, it's a, it's their, in first level, it's their pin down ability. Yes, um, and you, there's, there's actually a few feats you can get that, uh, that you can choose from that, are all based on you being able to properly suppress the yeah. enemies. Um, so it's like you attack, and then as a bonus, you give a minus one and a five-foot penalty with no save. Right. And my my favorite one is, and I think I think it is a very interesting one is the, is warning shot is a first is a uh, the feat number one or a first level feat rather, um, where it is a uh, at the beginning of combat you can fire off. Uh, an automatic fire or an area fire attack. Uh, creatures in the area take no damage, but must attempt a save to avoid being suppressed. And the interesting part to that, it, to me, is the trigger is you roll initiative. Uh, I don't know of any other feats I, I've seen before oh, that yeah. require you, like that are on initiative trigger. There's a couple, um, and just as a, I don't know in Starfinder, but in t second edition uh, Pathfinder, Monks have a couple that are monks and fighter have one that is when you roll initiative enter a stance for free because usually it's an action. Mm -hmm. uh, Swashbuckler gets one that is it's an optional feat that when you roll initiative you can choose to go last and you get a you instantly gain panache for it. So, but they're not like those are like to aid them like as that it's not to impose a disadvantage. Yeah, on the enemy, no, that's which a, I think it's super for starting cool. a fight having the enemies slowed. Slowed and circumstance yeah. bonus on attack rolls. It's super nice because if they're at ranged, they have the penalty to hit. If they move up to you, they might have to spend a whole extra action because they were built to have that 25-foot or 30-foot move speed. Yeah. And when the encounter starts, that's how far away you are. Now they need to spend a second action and can only hit you once. And that's super nice. That definitely... So one of the bigger things with Starfinder is how much ranged combat there is because and it, and I'm so excited to see them kind of lean more into that, especially with the soldier of like. What do you mean you don't want to charge in with a laser sword <laughs> in the sci-fi game? Star Wars is fine, <laughs> but sometimes I want to do cool black ops. <laughs> like, that's what I want to do. Intimidate is a skill feat that lets you do demoralize or initiate uh, on initiative. Okay, cool. So yeah, I, I that's a uh, battle cry. Got it. Yeah. Is that that's a thing in here, isn't it? You can or no, there is a battle cry feat in the, here. Now. Soldier has menacing laughter, menacing which is laughter. the funniest thing to me. <laughs> uh, just because of the first line, your laughter or suitable roar cry can somehow be heard over the din of your weapon fire. <laughs> like we don't know how to explain it. That's you just insane. are loud you enough to be heard so over an actively loud. firing minigun. There. So, does the starting equipment for soldier come with sunglasses and a cigar? It's better just unloading on it's, people. It's like a strap of shotgun shells, but it's just cigars. <laughs> you got to provide your own now. You just get the starting gold, so you got to buy your own sunglasses. You don't have to keep track. The military's of your not funding you, you anymore. Do have to keep track of your cigars. Though. I yeah. will make you keep track of that. So, just so we know for going forward, um, the uh, 
the area fire. There's area, which is... Uh, there's area and automatic. Those are the types of weapons. There's area, which does burst, cone, and line. Burst, think like a shotgun shell, like a short cone that's a little wider, but like only goes up to like 10 feet. Cone and line, we all know those. Area fire takes two actions to do, and it is a special type that uh, requires the enemies to do a reflex save against your DC. Uh, everything takes damage, and then it uh, they can become suppressed as well as some other things. And then automatic fire, which I think is very funny that just we are finally leaning into automatic gun, like machine guns, <laughs> like we can do that. I mean, when they added as many like roto cannons and stuff as they did, <laughs> like I mean, at this point you just gotta. <laughs> uh, so that automatic fire is very similar thing. Uh, reflex save against your DC. The damage in the area is taken. Creatures that critically fail to save are subject to effects that occur on a critical hit with this weapon, inducing the weapon's critical specialization effect. Uh, so these these are kind of ways to keep the suppressing fire down. Is when you take those actions, you can keep suppressing fire and then have your third action as well. I'll be interested to see what they make, like laser weapons crit spec because firearms they actually have that in here though no, they do cool it is firearms is just like stunned one on a fort save i will see so so what it is the critical specialization effects there's a couple things changing with damage which is um we have uh okay there's a couple things because we're getting rid of the two acs now the damage types are all the standard bludgeoning piercing slashing as well as acid cold fire uh and the only other like super unique one is uh, uh, there's metal as well poison and then sonic which is um like you just have a big gun that just bursts through your drums <laughs> like that's it is just a big old loud gun you just bass boost the titan <laughs> this crappy titanic theme yes <laughs> so those those are the type of um of that but so the critical specializations with lasers and projectiles now, lasers, uh, the target must succeed a fortitude saving throw against your DC, against your class DC, or they'll be dazzled until the start of their next turn. That's really good. Like stun one is awesome because they lose an action and they don't get reactions. Dazzled is just have them 20% mischance. Oh, that's fine. I didn't know what dazzled was. Yeah. Which would, it makes sense for it, a laser. It makes all targets that you would like try to hit with anything concealed to you. So they have a, D, a DC five flat check they just have to like be a able blind to hit spot them. in their eye. Yeah, <laughs> like they look it's just like you look at the sun for too long, just like. Uh. <laughs> and then projectiles, uh, which is a different thing, not like just like normal gun, but it's uh, uh, they must succeed on a four two saving throw or be slowed one until the end of my your next turn. Slowed uh, is also like anything that takes away actions from something is always good. So. That yes, like the, those those are two great additions, I think, to the critical damage stuff. Um, so now the soldier soldier can do so much, and he is such an absolute tank. It is he, he's a way more fun class now. Just like, built in has the barbarian gain temp HP thing. Yeah, it's like yeah. once an hour, but it scales as they level. They just have a reaction that is when they take damage, get temp HP. Yes, it is. It's it is so good. Which I also thought because having played fifth edition that's just second wind but that's normally a bonus action having it as your reaction i think is very funny yeah uh and i'm sure because it's <laughs> got the best you got <laughs> i didn't even feel it it's you got a frequency the bullet <laughs> the, the base is like once an hour a hundred percent they're gonna have class feats that are reduced like make that a 10 oh, minute yeah. thing make that a one minute thing make that a once yeah. around thing at super high level i i think the most impressive thing about this soldier 
redesigned for second edition so far is just how well they have the theming down because this this class is so much more of an identity i feel like yeah versus absolutely. the original yeah. soldier Be- the original one was way more it melee was, focused it was space fighter yeah and it was it was it was like fine it, like it was it was i think it was probably the most popular class or one of at least it was, it was the most because it was the most kind of just straightforward. Like, yeah. dude, imagine if it's a dude with a big club, but instead of barbed wire on the club, it's laser. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, that's like what it felt like. So having him become like a, I've never played, but like a war, I imagine like a Warhammer 40k like soldier guy in like huge armor with a huge gun just blasting away. Mm-hmm. It's a way more fun and engaging kind of thing. To and you can make very unique characters with that yeah. uh, out of out of this instead of just kind of a generic space fighter. And I'm sure they're going to have more options because right now we've got like Bombard and I think that might be it. Uh, Bombard and Close Quarters. We've got Melee Boy and we've got Big AoE Boy. Uh, <laughs> All for Games said 1E e felt like a space fighter, 2E feels like a Borderlands Fair. That's, <laughs> that's pretty accurate. Close Quarters is Krieg and then you have, uh, what was the Gunzerker's name? I forget. I haven't played Borderlands the, the in short years. Dude. Oh, uh, yeah, I can't remember. I can't remember. I haven't played him in forever. The only character I remember from Borderlands Two is Zero and Maya. I just remember you could play in the DLC as the as one of the crazy guys in Krieg. Yeah, Krieg. yeah, yeah. He, Salvador. The... Salvador. Salvador. Yeah, Salvador. Yes. Uh, but looking through like just the second like the stuff they get automatically, they have really honed in on what they want a soldier to feel like. Yeah. Because it's all based around this suppression thing and area damage and just being like a force on the battlefield that is a just a force multiplier. Yeah. Because like they have they have the taunting you to reduce your like with demoralize. They have just constant area damage. So even if they're not hitting you directly, they're still dealing some damage with reflex saves. They have abilities that if you are suppressed they're more likely to hit you and if they so get damaged they have ways it. to even like heal themselves yeah. a bit while they're in the line of fire like yeah. they, 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 they this feels like somebody who can go toe to toe with an army and that is that is exactly what you want in this yeah. kind of like it, in a power it feels game like if you put five of these guys in a room you are just <laughs> going to destroy whatever is in front of them because they're just going to walk forward with area fire and blow up anything that comes in their way. <laughs> Oops! All soldiers, one shot. <laughs> hey, I, I did way less to a planet. I did. <laughs> look, man, I did. Oops! All rogues, don't tempt me. <laughs> so the the three the three there's a primary target thing. We'll we'll breeze over that. That's not too much to focus on. This the the fighting styles though are there is armor storm, which is like we just said. You just your armor. Uh, you just are better with your armor, uh, and whenever a ranged attack hits you, you have like resistances to that, which is awesome. Like, like that is just a great thing. Can I just say I'm very much like I love fighter. I it is my favorite class in second edition. Just the fact that they only get to pick like a weapon, and then their feats kind of determine their fighting style. Yeah, I so miss being able to like pick a fighting style. Or focusing on defenses with armors and shields from first edition. Yeah. And just building into like cool, I'm a legendary with pole arms and like very good with everything else. I really miss the ability of like I'm can do things no one else can do with a polar arm. Yeah. Besides hit you harder and better. This and this this kind of scratches that I feel where you you can really just hone in on exactly what you want instead of like, you know, Gramps has his geese arm. 
which we all love. But it would be put, fun to put see him me, other Put me things. in a 10 by 10 room and I am a little, <laughs> I'm sweating a little bit. <laughs> I'm like, where's my reach? Where's my reach? Wait uh, till this man gets whirlwind strike. <laughs> so the next one, which I think is the kind of more fun one that I would probably end up playing is the bombard fighting style. Which is it is straight up just says like you know you're probably gonna shoot your friends when you, when you do this, but you know how to shoot them less than your, than anyone else. <laughs> just a little splash damage. And their thing is when they attack with an area weapon, adjust the shot to allow allies to better avoid it. Decrease the DC by two for any allies who need to make a save against the, your area effects. Uh, so you're 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 you give your allies a bonus to not getting hit by you lobbing a grenade. This, this <laughs> like, is it's very cool. This is the same issue that Alchemist had in in Second Edition of like a bomber Alchemist is just a detriment to your party. They've had to introduce an item in one of the content books uh, that was just if you are wearing this, you take less splash damage. Because that the, the a, we're sorry item. A, a bom- yeah, a, a bomber alchemist straight up did more damage to their party than they did to the enemy most of the time because they would hit the enemy and both of their friends in melee with it. The uh, the, the this to me reads the most in character way of of like when you're playing with a map and you're like. So there's a guy like there, but he's like kind of 30. He's like 10 feet away from my friend. Can I throw my grenade like, nope, to the left a little bit? Yeah, there. (laughs) Like It's the most like in character way of being like, I want to throw it kind of close, but not close enough. I want to chuck it over his head so it ricochets down the hallway a bit. (laughs) (laughs) Like it is like the most in character way of the minutia. And instead of having to worry about that, now you're like, yeah, my friend's got it. (laughs) You just just, like have a flamethrower. Hey, sink or swim. Duck. Yeah. So then the final fighting style is uh, close quarters, which is the most like the old soldier fighting style of you have melee weapons, you go in and you fight. And um, it's it's fine. I think it's fine. Uh, this is, the, the like I said, it's the most like the old one, which is you uh, when you successfully make a strike with a two handed melee weapon, you suppress the target until the start of your next turn. So it is a little more focused on suppressing one at a time rather than a mass amount which can be absolutely useful in sometimes you want to become a doorway and just have your party shoot around you and you're like come fight me my guy i'm gonna beat you into the ground (laughs) beat my laser my laser stick i am larger than your door frame you cannot hit me or anyone behind me so with that there's uh some level up stuff uh i'm not gonna get super into this because a lot of it is the more like pathfinder skill up updates ancestry feats stuff yeah. like that um the the thing that we talked we touched on this a bit now but it's the the feats for the soldiers have a lot more feats now that are focused on suppressing targets and it's kind of a good way to um to suppress specific targets instead of just like the whole mass so if somebody's able to get out of your suppression you're able to kind of like rally them back into it um which works super well. One of my favorite things, and I don't know how much we'll use this at least because we don't super worry about reload. Oh no, we 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 worry about reload. We don't worry about. We don't have a lot of ammo. people that use reload. Yes, there is a feat called Ready Reload, which is essentially like you hold the clip in your hand while you're firing, so you can just kind of like maneuver it in as you continue firing. Yo. It is a very cool you, feat. You do the paint, the, the professional paintball thing where they just have the top open and you're constantly pouring in <laughs> <Yes>. it, ammo. <laughs> Doing that, but it's like plasma. Yeah. <laughs> you're pouring in. Um, let me see. Uh, 
You interact. You interact can can reload your weapon twice, uh, beginning the process while still in the act of firing your weapon. So it, it literally just lets you reload while you are attacking. So you don't have to use a um, uh, you don't have to use a whole other action later up down to to reload it. Uh, R for reload. <laughs> so next thing we talked about this already. The menacing laughter, uh, very funny kind of thing. There's then then now there's more combat heavy stuff like overwhelming assault which your suppressed targets now have bet more penalties to them, like a minus four, minus five, and up to a minus nine on stuff. Jeez. Um, that's kind of the, that's the majority of the, the soldier. Um, I, it's kind of, I know there's a quick wrap up on it, but a lot of the fun of it is going to be in the playing of it where you can just mess up. You, you don't even do a ton of damage necessarily. You do a hefty amount of damage, but you're doing a lot to like suppress and keep them down. It is as as much. I, I have not seen. This is probably the best fighter style class I've seen in a TTRPG that also adds uh, helpful mechanics to your allies. Because a lot of it will normally be that they help you go in and do heavy damage. Mm -hmm. This allows you to do the heavy damage. Maybe not as heavy as like it normally would be for these other ones, but you're also supplying them with aid. In doing it, and yeah, I think that is a great balance. You're a bit more tanky while still maintaining like a large presence on the battlefield in terms mm -hmm. of damage and especially effects too. So it's super, super interesting. Yes, it it is. I I think it is. I, it is probably one of my favorite tank builds I have seen in in one of these things because tanks often kind of. And this might just be because we've been playing WoW a lot recently. But, <laughs> but Shh, don't tell them. <laughs> but this this feels like um, this feels more like a WoW style uh, tank to me of you kind of pulling in all the enemies to keep them focused on you while your allies are attacking them. Yeah, and you're doing while also doing things to suppress them. Yeah. So if you don't need to do a ton of damage because you are still a threat, you are making it harder to hit everyone else. So if they don't deal with you. It's harder for them to deal with everyone else. Exactly. It, it is. It is a. It is. I think it is a great. I think, it, I think that is a, that is an amazing tank. It size. answers the issue of playing a tank in an RPG because if you don't deal damage, the enemies, why would they care? If you're not hitting yeah. them, why would they continuously try to beat your head in and not just move around your slow, heavy body yeah. to go take down the people shooting them with guns and spells? That's a great point, actually. <laughs> that, like, is, that is a great, that's a great point. It gives, it gives you the answer. Uh it, it adds more nuance as well yeah. than just hit. Like then, because it is like when yeah. you play a, when you play one of these things, you, you're going in there just you want to do big damage. You yeah. want to do a big hit. This gives you that itch as well as being like I'm also very helpful. <laughs> like I'm doing <laughs> a lot in this battle. Um, new equipment stuff came out as well. Uh, not a crazy amount. There's just very small things. One of the bigger stuff, the damage types, like I had said before, the bludgeoning and everything. The other thing is hands. Which is funny that they have to add a whole section just called hands, There's <laughs> a, but it is a multi-armed characters, specifically. You want them, we got them. Hands. <laughs> Look, this just opens the door for them to add in a lot more of the weird and wacky first edition ancestries, because a lot of them were from Starfinder. Uh, they had a lot of them that that got converted, like Kasatha, uh -huh. got converted into first edition after it got added to Starfinder. And they, I don't remember if it was that they uh, didn't quite do it right when they added it, because they definitely was a point in time where Kasatha could just be dual wielding greatsword barbarians. <laughs> and it, it was it was horrifying because you have a dual wielding barbarian with d12s. 
I'm scared. Help. <laughs> they um. So the way they added this, Kasathas is their very first example, and it actually oh, perfect. <laughs> is there, which is they you now have to designate a pair of hands as your active hands. So you it is now your dominant hands and your passive hands, uh, and there is now a switch active hands action that you take in order to swap to which one you are primarily using. Which is still nice because it saves you the trouble of like, I need to draw this weapon. Yes. Now you already have it out, but you still have to spend the action to get to it swap. there. Yep. yep. Um, which is nice because if your weapon's stowed in your bag, you're kind of screwed. Yep. <laughs> it, 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 is, it is a very technical but very beneficial kind of thing. Yeah. Um, the other small thing is usage is... Uh, it just all that basically says is when you do a strike with a ranged weapon that consumes ammo. <laughs> like they just had to kind of like yeah. put that in there. It just tells you it uses X charges of its total. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So um, the next big thing is um, weapon types, weapon traits, because they still have the classic analog, which I think is a very funny thing in this. They say that while this use of the word analog is not technically correct when referring to technology, that's how we use it. So they just kind of tell you to shut up. It's common uh, in the packed worlds where we have space lasers. Yes. So We're your just, your Glock is, is just normal. <laughs> exactly. So analog in this is the same as first edition, which is um, any not laser-based gun, anything that is just like a regular gun with a regular bullet that would do, and, and first edition would be considered kinetic, like kinetic attacks. That is analog. Uh, so that is still in here. The other thing, the big thing, though, uh, is archaic, which is now that the Pathfinder lore and weapons and classes and everything are coming into Starfinder, there uh, anything from that from those systems are considered archaic, which all that means is when a creature with non-archaic armor takes damage from an archaic weapon, the creature gains 10 resistance against that attack. Which uh, is pretty much like unless you have a plus, like a greater striking weapon, you're yep. not going to be dealing damage with it. Exactly. So it is It is an interesting way. And I the, the thing that interests me the most about this, and this is now getting into the lore side of it, is on their uh, frequently asked questions page, they had a section about like, will there be a Starfinder thing happening? And one of the questions, like, will there be like an in-universe Starfinder? An event, like the, the Drift Crisis kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. So they their their things said yes, and they said is Galarian coming back? Which uh, they responded with no, but we will be seeing what's happening with Galarian's moon. So there is something happening on the Galarian's moon that we need to worry about, and um, will apparently destroy the Starfinder society as they know it. <laughs> so, look, or the Pact Worlds. Look, I'm least. sure Grotus is just hanging out. He's not. Yeah. He's not the actual moon. It's just how he's represented. <laughs> Don't worry. It's not a Death Star or a giant egg. So, <laughs> so um. the. We were talking about it in our in our Discord natural plug that um we uh, what Discord would that be? That's a YouTube uh, well, Discord. Let me uh, let me just totally just type something in my phone here. Real quick. If only there was a cool if Discord only it was to just hang like out that and one, talk like Pathfinder that... or TTRPGs or even talk about the streams and shows we do. That'd yeah. be wild. If only it was in chat. Um, if only I just got posted. <laughs> or add a link in the description if you're on YouTube. But <laughs> but there. Um, the we were talking about it in our Discord a bit about like what we think could be happening in, in like that would bring the Pathfinder stuff back, and uh, we brought up a lot of things about like portals or time warps of some kind, or we just find a planet that they all are just vibing on now. Uh, but adding a moon in, <laughs> having them just be on the moon is very funny, and I'm, I'm interested to see where they go with that. There's if, a if there's just like 
a prison in there full of just like a ton of Pathfinder people. There's a couple of adventure paths that you just you go to the moon. There, yeah, I like. AK there's moon dragons. There's uh, there is one uh, Starfinder one shot, one shot. You could, it takes like four or five sessions to do, but it is about. There is a space dragon that's coming, and you have to get into mechs and fight the space dragon. It's a Mechageddon it or something? It is. Uh, no, Mechageddon is the new one coming out. This okay. Is to defy the dragon is what this one is ah. called. Mechageddon, though, if we can sidebar really quick, is so... <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> it's so, it is so made for me. I... Two, my two personality traits <laughs> is magic. only two of them my magic is magic the gathering and godzilla <laughs> so the fact, that's very true the fact that they are adding just kaiju battles into starfinder yeah please let, Corey let really Corey really just wants to pacific rim in I, I, starfinder i want to pacific rim it i want to do godzilla versus mecha godzilla like i, I want to yeah, do oops all, i want to do monsters all attack uh i was pretty excited when they announced the cap or the Corey adventure path yes <laughs> It, all of all every page will just have a stamp of me giving a thumbs up. <laughs> it's just the UGT logo yeah, over yeah. your hand. Yeah. We'll get you the glove. So we are gonna have to remove one of your fingers though. Yeah, it's only fair. <laughs> it's in the bylaws when we made the company. Yeah. Um but I forget why I brought that up. But it's I, very I, exciting. I, I think I think ultimately uh like coming in from you know other gaming systems and not being experienced with uh, Pathfinder or Starfinder the single coolest thing uh lore wise and it gets me wants to be interested in both games is the gap and the fact that it's like oh yeah all of this stuff it's literally the same universe because we, when we were preparing for the starfinder show i'm like oh so every single bit of pathfinder lore can matter or can not matter it's up for the gm or for the players and for whatever world we're existing in to decide so yeah. that's super super cool yeah and now this is just marrying that even further yeah, yeah I, I i was curious if they're gonna explain the gap or not i don't uh, think they I are kind of not there so there's a reason i don't think they are it's it matters less with the gap because you're in space and you have the entire universe to do your homebrew stuff in. Yep. Uh, if you want to do Starfinder stuff that is still on Galarian, that's what the gap's for. Yep. Is we don't know what happened during the gap. This that's the when gap. you can this have the gap time. Yeah, this is where you can be on Galarian and playing Starfinder, and that's that's when it happened. Gotcha. But yep, that is yep. like, I think that's why the gap remains the gap, and they're never going to do anything with it explanation wise because that is the starfinder equivalent of the other side of galarian yeah where we don't have maps of it we don't know what's back there we don't know anything because that is pathfinder homebrew land that's where you put your own nations that's where you put your own continents that's where you put your own like homebrew world that you still want to use galarian with but you don't want to use like the pre-established places do what i did make a second gap. <laughs> There's a second, <laughs> smaller one that happened, and we don't know what happened in there, but things are a little silly. Well, like, gap guys, two. Now there's no magic. <laughs> guys, Oops. we gave you one gap. Come on. <laughs> I got, Reset. <laughs> Come on. We got to do it again. No more magic. Um, Solarians are too strong. I'm nerfing magic by removing it. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, another small thing that I just thought was interesting is they now have a credits uh, to gold conversion. Oh, yeah, I did read that. <laughs> which makes sense if now that we're adding all of Starfinder or Pathfinder stuff in there, you want to convert what the costs of it are. They did it in a weird way by saying that uh, 
one credit, ten, uh, 10 credits is equal to one gold piece, which so is just another way of saying one credit is one silver. Yeah, uh, so I was going to say, because Starfinder, like Pathfinder 2E's economy is silver standard. People walking around with 14,000 gold in their pocket are insanely rich. Yes. That You have met Jeff Bezos. <laughs> and we uh, are him. Yeah. But that's why I think they did the 10 to 1 is because they still want to be on the silver standard. Yeah. So it's just, it's really easy. It's just whatever you want to buy that says gold in the book, you add a zero to, and now that's what it costs in credits. It's just nice to know that we can. there's a universe out there somewhere that when the whole currency changed, Inflation didn't touch it. It's still, it's still the same. It's very nice to know that, you know? Silver standard, inflation proof. Uh, they have a whole bit about cred sticks, which I don't ever personally care about cred sticks. I think they are just a weird way. They're a thumb drive that have all your money on it. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, that, is in, that is in the core one. I, there might be a difference in here. I didn't see a difference. I don't. I like to, I, I am always more of a, you have a screen that pops up with your bank account on it. I like that one more than, than just having a little thumb drive. But that is my personal preference. Uh, yeah, it, it's literally just like, it can be a audio or biometric input to activate it. Yep. There can be passwords. It it's, can be like magic even. There, there's yeah. ways to do that. It, it's literally just a, here is how you can carry around your 60,000 credits but not have them weigh you down. And Cyan Fox just asked if caster spells in first edition go up to rank six. They do, but now in second edition, they go up to 10th rank, which somebody in chat just said as well. Yep. Um, but in uh, in this, they did also change it so that I think it is better matching the one that is in We don't Pathfinder. have info on it, but they did confirm in the Gen Con announcement of all this that all of the Starfinder stuff will go to 10th level. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, uh, which I, I think... I. I could be wrong. We talked about that last week about the Pathfinder remaster stuff. Is that the 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 ranks they go up by? It's spell level or it's spell, spell rank now instead of level. Too, so yeah, so, it'll it'll be the same terminology when everything gets streamlined and put together. The final bit here, we're kind of we're, we're nearing the end a bit here. Is they added just some fun little monsters, and they are uh, weird. The big selling one <laughs> is uh, there. The is there's a glitch. Gremlin, who just has like uh, a screen on his face. I don't know if it showed on the print because my printer ran out of ink, but he's got a little emoticon on his face that has a mouth on it that goes above his normal mouth. He, he's so got, it's, a little, it's very redundant. He's got a. He just he, wants to be your friend. He got one of these on his face. Yes, he's 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 just he's got a little like a funny <laughs> little emoticon. He got a little. Uh, his creature level is negative one. Oh. I don't know if that is a typo or not. No, that's not. <laughs> okay. Uh, goblins and like creature level negative one and and zero exist in two e. They're they're only threatening in hordes, and if you face one of them, you just kind of go stop. Yeah, because he's got uh, eight hit points. So, yeah. Uh, oh. Astro could look at him and kill him. Uh, and uh, this is where I realized that they got rid of the two uh, ACs because he only has one AC block on here. Oh, yeah. Uh, and these are converted into the full, the new edition with the three action system in yep. mind. Um, so can't really use these in modern, uh, in the modern Starfinder. Unless they're already in you, there and I don't realize it. You could reverse but, it. They might be. Um, but you could definitely take these guys and like do the Pathfinder two-week conversion in reverse. Yeah. So well, if you wanted to use them, it's easy enough to convert. It, it, you would also just have to balance their damage and stuff, too, because they're they're a little different. Well, for... the conversion guide has uh, recommendations for that. Oh, all right. Never mind. Yeah. The conversion guide's great. 
Uh, so, yep, it's got just a couple little guys. Their big one is the last one that they like to talk about a lot is a laser wolf, which is a wolf that has a screen on its, like, throat that can Iron Man-style blast a laser out of, which is very funny. It, it uh, straight up just looks like a blue, very angry wolf that has a small molten core on its head. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gaster's getting a pet in season two. Yeah, That's crazy. It, it, it is a gun. <laughs> you ever wanted a dog that is a gun? We got it now. Um, it's their ranged attack is literally called muzzle beam. Muzzle beam. I didn't even muzzle that. beam. That's a good boy right there. And uh, the alphas have a solar cry. So. Yeah, that's 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 the that's the the meat of this. That that's just about everything in here. Um, it is, it it is. I'm I'm interested uh, in this. I think everybody. I, I don't and I don't. Again, I don't want to come off like I'm dogging on uh, on the developers and everyone over at Paizo who's doing this because they are all. I've I've seen them all. They're very nice people over there, um, and they are very clearly super passionate and excited about what's coming out. I my, trust Thurston. Absolutely trust Thurston. Uh, and my my only my only thing is I I just wish that it I I just and it's selfish. I know it's a lot more work and it would take a lot more time. I just wish it wasn't converting fully into two E. I wish it was kind of remaining its own little thing because we got rid of a lot of like the resolve points as well. We got rid of uh, the two ACs. We got rid of a lot of stuff that's in there that is now uh, maybe it's optional in, in resolve QE. points exist. Okay, um, they are the optional stamina rule in Pathfinder Second Edition, so you can still fully use the stamina health bar and normal health bar like options, mm -hmm. and you have stamina points and uh, resolve points to restore your stamina. Okay, so they're not fully gone. They're not. It's literally the exact yeah. same as how like Starfinder's health system works well with Starfinder, as an optional rule set with first edition Starfinder it was you at later levels you could use abilities that would burn star uh resolve points as well yeah uh, which, it's just which, the health added to it I, I liked the currency kind of like yeah. tracking of it mm. uh it, it, which was fun I'm I'm sad to see them go but uh I'm excited for everything else because like this this uh, like I said initially uh very kind of just disappointed and was not super loving that it felt like to me again being pessimistic felt like it was just becoming dlc for for pathfinder but seeing this soldier class seeing how fun it looks seeing how many feats there are uh that are just crazy unique and and completely different from anything else i've seen it makes me very very excited for second edition yeah. Plus, we got like cool bug man and weird sun cat. We got <laughs> the, other things to look forward the to. The iconics are very good. This the new Solarian iconic. I'm very excited for it. Like we 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 showed Gary <laughs> what it looks like. It's just the cat man. <laughs> it's, it's just a chill cat dude it, who it, shoots finger lasers. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, he's just got like a smoking handgun, and I love that. I love that style, that flavor of it. Like I want him on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I would party with that guy. <laughs> like, honestly, he doesn't give me party advice. He gives me big nap in the sun vibes <laughs> just chill uh i don't know what zon shaleen is and i'm sorry uh, we d they didn't give a lot of info we just heard the name zon shellen like six or seven times oh. uh which is that one of the new iconics no zon shellen is uh zon kuthan is shellen's brother who got oh. screwed up in the dark and we don't know exactly what happened right uh but they said one of the core 20 deities is going away 
And that was all we got was the name Zon Shellen name dropped in the keynote like six or seven times. Is he like Dragon Ball fusing? fusing we don't know. Oh, uh, dude, it's when like the Supreme Kai and yeah. his little helper fused. That's uh, exactly what I was, I was yeah. saying. Those exact words. Personal <laughs> theory. Dragon Ball. Like 100%. This is conspiracy theory like levels of I. we don't have any info. Uh, my thoughts are either they figure out how to fix Zon Kuthan and the answer is Shailen sacrifices herself or... Zon Kuthan has like the only option they had left of dealing with him was we have to end his life to end his suffering and Shaylin takes over his domain which is either way they are not very aligned gods so one of them taking over the other's domain is really weird because Shaylin is all art and beauty and like self like yes. improvement yeah, yeah, yeah. through art and Zon Kuthan is strive through pain Nasty so guy. if they if either one takes over the others, they're now just the hot topic Spencer's god of art is pain emo kids, <laughs> oh, which no. is hilarious. <laughs> but also, I don't know how that's gonna work. Zonchalon has so many Rick and Morty shirts. Oh God, no! Please no! <laughs> it just has a pickle Rick shirt and things. Pickle Shailen. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the lore stuff I'm very excited for. Uh, granted, again, I made a, I homebrewed a whole world, so like, it's not going to super affect like the secrets between the stars. But I mean, we could make it. it depends could, I, if you like it and it's interesting. I do have, and this is a tease for later. Is um, you know, God will and the Crick don't rise. The we we man we get to the, the series finale of of it, and I know I know where I want the story to go and everything with it. Um. I, I have an in-canon reason on how the, uh, if, I know how the uh, enhanced edition will tie into the story of, of Secrets, and I know how the second edition would tie into the secret, the, the story of Secrets. Um, so I, I have, I have an idea on how those, on how those will all shake up the the secrets characters that we know in the world and all all of that we got so much planning to do with many a things you know something to keep in mind and when you were talking earlier about you know uh because i too felt that that first natural instinct of kind of disappointment like oh they're they're changing the thing that i like yeah um you know it's the enhanced edition's coming out in a few months and then there's two more years until starfinder second edition um so i think that the starfinder enhanced edition will be uh, you know, the big last hurrah of Starfinder first edition. Yeah. And uh, I think if they could finish out that system strong and, uh, you know, they're just exciting things to come. If it gets more people to play Starfinder, because essentially it being Pathfinder, but make it sci-fi. Yeah. If that's what it takes to get more highlighted into this super awesome game, into the super awesome lore and universe, then so be it. Um, I think that it's going to be big things to come. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm. I, as we talked about it more today, like just now, I got more excited as we we're going through it. Uh, I'm just like more Paizo content is always good because I mean <laughs> they they make good stuff. So they, they, I'm not, no complaints here. They have since I've started paying attention to them because I didn't do much till we did UGT, right? Yeah. I they have yet to miss with anything that they've come out in the last like, year. I got uh, another question. Have they mentioned if there are any changes for Starship Combat in Second E? Yes, actually, I meant to bring that up. Um, I don't think it's in this, but I think they talked about it. it yes, it's also on their FAQ. Is they said that they are going to be working on it, 
the enhanced edition, I don't think is going to be focusing on it super much. And they said 2E, they plan on doing it, but they don't have anything coming up with how they're going to change Starship Combat. Which I pr pray to God they change Starship Combat yeah, a it's, lot. Yeah, it's it's chunky. It is, it is so clunky. It, it, I, and I like okay in 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 a home game, I would probably enjoy it more for our show it is difficult <laughs> for to do. for a show this that is like the one point in secrets where i'm just like man i really wish we like recorded these and edited because we could like this three hour session that fight would have been like 45 minutes if we just like yeah. skipped all the trying to figure out what we need to do yeah, yeah. It, it is it is it is it, it, it's one of the major one of the major issues i have with um with the starship combat is is how in depth it is. It yeah. is it is incredibly in depth, which because for the players, like for you guys, it it, it works because you have this one in depth thing you have to learn. I have to learn all of that and more and keep track of another ship and doing all of the exact same things you're doing on each turn, which is a incredibly steep learning curve. You're playing like five or six characters yes. per ship. And there's yeah, not, not to even include if there are crew members because we never even touched crew. There are there are crew members you can add that will do other things and add benefits and bonuses and can all if there's enough and they are skilled enough, they can go take on the role yeah. of someone else as well. It does feel like Starfinder's ship combat was because it, it was Starfinder was built off first edition Pathfinder first edition pathfinder like vehicle combat is so it, it falls into one of two categories dear god this is the longest taking thing i have ever done and i'm getting one turn per hour yeah or we are on a ship and i have a water kineticist hello man cha uh, I, yeah. there is no longer a combat. Your ship is incapable of moving. I have turned you so your cannons are facing away from us. I will now sit over here and keep this up while my crew destroys you. Yeah. Have fun. It, um, I'm not, I'm still debating on starship combat and stuff for, uh, just to talk about secret season two a little bit, uh, which is coming. Um, Soon. we, uh, I, there probably will be, and I'm probably gonna retool how it works because there's a there's a system called um, what is it called? Uh, Stars Beyond Number. That is a sci-fi tabletop RPG, which is like the closest competitor to Starfinder that is out there, and it had there the way they do combat and ship combat is narrative focused, which I think. They might have mentioned that they're going to try to do with 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 Starfinder 2E, but it is way more about you kind of saying what you want to do, and then we kind of figure out the role you want to make to do that, and then it succeeds or fails that way. Yeah. And and it's it is a much it is kind of a more engaging way of doing it than having to keep track of a bunch of other stuff. On just the ship. Uh, just toss success on a ten in there. Yes. And then that's our starship <laughs> combat. <laughs> we can bring back two shows at once. Which we <laughs> Street, streamline it a little bit, I would say for yeah. sure. Yeah. I've selfishly, when we got to our starship combat, if you are a strength based character Ooh. like Aster, yeah. Um, you can't do a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> you can try to fire the gun because you can use your base attack bonus, but it's 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 rough. It feels like it's the, chunky. It feels like if they were gonna do it in second edition, the way to like remedy that situation, like you're not a range character, well, 
what are you going to do on the ship? You, you have strength. Shoot me out of the cannon. <laughs> like, Let me board which, the ship. Which I think probably would have been better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> done that. But I mean, I like, that would have gone better. Just an easy way to handle that would just be like, you don't use your base attack bonus. Like the ships are standardized so that they have their stat blocks. Yeah. And then the cannons have a like base, like, oh, the ship has 18 AC and your cannon has a plus seven to hit. Yeah. And if you upgrade it, it goes up to like a plus eight, plus nine, plus One 10. One of the things that they have that I really like in the starship combat is the computer system, which delegates you a certain number of, of um, bonuses. So you can have either four plus one bonuses or like three plus two bonuses. Like it get, depending on what computer you get. So that kind of helps with yeah. like the Aster stuff because most of the time they'd be like, all right, we have to dedicate like one of these plus ones to Aster yeah. to make sure that he can actually like, yeah. ma- we can actually be doing some damage. Uh, I also just like the idea of the ship aiding the player characters in that, in that small way. Yeah. Just because it's like, you know, instead of just we are on the ship doing things. It's like, oh, it's you. There's a more reasons to upgrade the ship because it's like, oh, I'm a trying to attempt this uh, check. I'm going to use the ship system to help me out in this way. Yeah, yeah like there's an AI on the ship that can help you, you know, like adjust your shots yeah. and stuff like that. And even on like, if like you could do cool stuff where you can either be doing the ship or not. So like if you have a bard in the party mm-hmm. or I guess it's an envoy in second edition, Envoy. you'd, have them do inspire courage and now everyone has a plus one so whatever yeah, they're the, doing that was what clementine's thing was was yeah. her because it was she i think she ended up doing the demoralized thing more because yeah in that in that in the on the um we had done a test ship combat right before we had done the actual ship combat for the show yeah and in the test one she did a lot more buffing and boosting everyone the ship combat for the show was different because it was like you guys were doing really well until you very suddenly weren't. Yeah, <laughs> like things you very were doing. Suddenly you were doing bad. great until you got in range of the enemy cannons and they said, "Hi, you're Hello. dead now." I thought I here's thought, ten d ten damage. I, I thought our us having a nuclear weapon was like, oh man, this is gonna be a big hitter, and I was very quickly wrong. And you then the defense, <laughs> yeah, and then the defense cannons came online, and I handed Corey the tablet to calculate his damage. <laughs> yep. I had to be like, well, that's a hundred and seven right at you. Um, but it uh, the the they will be changing it in second edition. They haven't really said much. I. I pray to God it's completely different because where it's at now, it just feels it, you just play chess. You stop. Yeah. Everybody stops it's, what they're doing, plays a different board game for a minute, and then kind of comes back. It's hard to balance it though, because like everyone wants to be involved in this fight, and you want to do your own things, but you're all in one object that is doing a singular thing. Yeah. So it's hard to like one person is controlling the movement, so now the gunners can't shoot what they're planning to shoot because they don't have either line of sight or they don't have the range to do it now and then the bonuses need to go to certain places based on the situation it's really hard to like get that done well here's here's a tip for anyone gming starfinder and that is if you're doing ship combat don't just do ship combat have there be another element to it have them get boarded and while they are getting boarded, there's somebody fighting off the people boarding them, as well as the enemy ship is firing at them. So there needs to be people doing the actual starship combat stuff, as well as these other people can be handling the same thing at the same time. Don't if, if you want to make for and again, this is this varies from table to table. I'm absolutely positive there are people who love starship combat as is. Uh, 
if, if you feel that you are getting bored, use it as a tool to add, enhance a normal combat rather than focus it all on that. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's my looking back at season one of, of Secrets. I that is probably my 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 biggest regret is that starship combat and just doing it. Not even regret. Regret sounds way too bad. It's um, an opportunity. The, the thing you the want to improve on the most. Yes, like it, it is absolutely because I don't regret any of that show at all. I think it is all great. Um, it is it is the thing that I would I would tweak the most is is just that starship yeah. combat and how how we did it. Yeah. And um, just send one of us out in the swordfish like we're in Cowboy yes. Bebop and just fight off like ten fighters. My Building. my original plan for it for secrets was um, have you guys have a Bebop? Have you guys have a Bebop that you all had your own smaller ships that you guys would fly around and do? And I was fully planning on doing that. Uh, hi, Tim C. Uh, <laughs> I was fully Hello, planning Tim C. On, I was fully <laughs> planning on doing that until uh, I read how combat works. And I was like, we are going to grind to a halt if I do that. Yeah. Like it, w- it, it might work if it's like, if instead of it, it's more like a Megazord <laughs> where you guys kind of have <laughs> your own that you pilot together. Like there's like one of like you can be in a ship with someone doing something to help. It'd be more similar to like the... Um, the car chase scene where it was like oh, you yeah. all kind of piled in mm-hmm. and then uh, one person was focusing on piloting everyone else was actively doing other things it, it would probably be similar to that um i the, the, that's just yeah i i hope that the i hope that the starship combat is a lot better because i clearly have a lot of thoughts and opinions and yeah. feelings <laughs> on how it is currently. it's always hard to balance around things that are like all five people can be doing different things with different goals in mind it's really hard to balance around that and especially from an encounter building standpoint because you you don't want to ever build an encounter that is just like you don't get to do anything for a specific player just like you don't get like your gun you don't have the thing to run it uh there's no piloting actions here it's just like a gunfight at this point you just keep up with each other yeah you you don't want to build an encounter that is invalidating a party member because that person is no longer having fun (laughs) <laughs> it's so easy to happen, happen with Esther and that, that kind of thing. Especially and, when one of us doesn't roll so well sometimes. Well, I told you you could use your dice if you wanted to, and then you kept using them after they betrayed you with four nat ones. That was a choice you made. You should have thrown those into a lava, like Mordor style. <laughs> like, and, hey, I'm going to have Post Malone buy I'm those just dice gonna, for me. I'm just going to remind you, those same dice are the ones that Riley has been using for all of her Bon Mo's. We need to put those away. <laughs> they're they're, they're his not dice. Okay. They're not here. They're not at the table. Okay, those are dice they away. bring voluntarily. Okay. You guys need to put those away. You guys <laughs> need to file them away under duds. They're going to go to a farm of you, state. You, you'll need to <laughs> get in contact. With all the other dice. You got to get in contact with Eric from Norse Foundry and be like, hey, man, these dice have actively betrayed me. Can, I look, can you help me out here? <laughs> Uh, you I know, need help. How do I get these dice? Our to- friends at Norse Foundry, I own several of your products, even before UGT. Eric, help. This man's dice are bad. <laughs> Eric, help. My friend Gary's in pain. I need the dice drip, please. I use Derp's dice, and they work. They're fine. They've, they've worked. They so, favor him, absolutely, but they work fine for me. They, they, the, 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 the dice that he used for... Um, 
for the crazy Nat 20 stuff he pulled with the stress that I don't want to spoil for, for Strange Aeons. Lightning. Yeah, don't worry about it. Uh, those are the dice that I use for my... for my uh, The crazy gun crits. My crazy gun crits. Yeah. <laughs> when, when Jumbles pull out the elephant rifle. <laughs> when Jumbles becomes a soldier from Starfinder. Yeah. <laughs> and that's he's like, I got it. We call Corey's got Corey's got a whole bunch of new gun ideas. For there's, what Jumbles is going to so pull out. Things like Jumbles he's is just going to pull out a roto laser. <laughs> they are Pathfinder ready. Okay, they gave me a list of guns I can't have now. <laughs> actually, I'm going to rip this page out and keep that in there the, for one day. The rotor laser is actually, there's some guns in there that straight up, I don't know how they're balanced for second edition because they have two damage dice as a base damage. Yeah. So if you got a rune on those, they would do four. Jumbles oh, is about geez. to pull up the Stellar Cannon Advanced, which has 2d10 piercing damage. Yeah, we don't... <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work. It's, it's analog, too, so it works. It's, it's, it's not a future gun. This is I a don't know gun. how... You're just firing a cannonball. You're just firing a cannonball fired by space. <laughs> um, I don't know. But uh, no, we figured out the secrets to Derp's dice. Uh... They work so long as Derp is not the one using them and giving them to someone else. Yes. If he hands them to you, all of your RNG is gone and it goes to him. If you're just using them and he's not at the table, you're safe. You just have to be Napoleon crowning yourself as king <laughs> with these dice. Yes. The Pope can't hand you these dice. Yeah. <laughs> you must put it on yourself, grab the crown, put it on. Well... I think with that, we'll wrap it up here. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us today. Uh, just some housekeeping really quick. If you want to see us more, uh, at least Gary and I more on stream, uh, Devin will be there. Uh, we have I, a I show. hide in the corner. <laughs> He's hiding in the corner. Uh, like 10 feet right over there. We have a show on Monday night. That's Malevolence. Pathfinder 2E. Malevolence. Malevolence. That's, uh, that's getting close to the end here that's soon. You, uh, close to the end. you guys are almost finished uh, Chapter 2, and there's only one chapter after that. So, yeah, we are we are nearing the end of our Malevolence run. If you uh, if you want to see that us live there, Monday night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we have our VOD channel as well if you want to catch up. So we just wrapped up our Strange Aeons series last two weeks ago, last week. Last Saturday. Last Saturday we wrapped it up, and it uh, was awesome. What a <laughs> it finale. Was very, it was intense. The finale. last hour and a half of that finale was... Uh, glued in i was I, locked i was actually i was fully anticipating like when i had watched part of it because i was on vacation and just not here so i was watching what i could remotely i legitimately was pretty sure sully was about to have like a full cry breakdown on stream of just like can we have a second break please <laughs> no it, it was it was if you've watched the movie um Uncut gems. <laughs> the level of stress I felt during oh, no. that movie was how I felt watching that. It is good. Uh, it is on it our was YouTube. Great episode. It is on our YouTube vods at just UG, UGT vods on YouTube. Feel free to watch us there. Kevin too was also about ready to cry. <laughs> Both look, of them were just shaking. He, look, Kevin time. went from you know not getting hit any combats to almost dying like three separate times immediately. Um, do not operate heavy machinery. Um, so. With that, uh, we have our YouTube G UGT VOD channel. You can watch us there. We have social media. We have Twitter, Instagram, UT at UGT Show, Facebook, same. We have TikTok that we sometimes use. Uh, and, yeah, if you want to support the show directly, we have a Patreon that you are welcome to follow. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. Uh, with that, uh, we talked about Secrets Between the Stars a bunch. 
If yeah, you have a, not seen it, we have a I have a one shot coming out Saturday that we're going to be doing the same time next week. There's a there's a thing you want me to show for that, isn't there? There's a little teaser that my friend Devin is about to go play right now for, now for us. I'll, uh, I'll just go ahead and get up and let Corey give you some outro stuff while I go get that set up. Yes. So uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Uh, if you want to stick around for just a moment, it's uh, we have a short teaser for the the trade the for the one shot that's coming out it is a prequel canon one shot for Secrets Between the Stars, our Starfinder series that I am on that I GM. Gary is on as well, and uh, yeah, uh, I hope to see you there next week. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs> see you later. See you guys.